Hello, and welcome to Coffee and a Notepad, where we will be discussing all things business, entrepreneurship, and creating success on your own terms. My name is Kiafa Hall. I am the host of Coffee and a Notepad. And today I am joined by my new bestie, Nicole A. Harris of Nicole Harris Learning Solutions. How are you? I am good. I am so happy to be here. Coffee and note and a notepad. I love this concept that you've created. Oh, yay. Thank you so much. I uh, listen, the struggle for picking a name was real. Like I, I took so I much did. feedback on like, what should I name it? And then I'm like, the two things you will always find me with is a cup of coffee in the morning and something to write a note on. So love, just go love with it. what you know, right? Love um, it. <laughs> but I'm so glad you were able to join me. Um, before we get started on the topic of the day, I just wanted to check in on you and what is your win for the week? Oh, okay. Um, I have one. Um, okay. I wrote my first long form contract for Ooh. a potential client. 10 pages, my brain is fried, but it is done. It is out the door. Oh, that is exciting. That is exciting. Yeah, you. so you just launched your business and we're going to talk about that. Absolutely. So just in general, like, how does it feel to, to like now write this out and, and to now send it off? Are you waiting for them to respond back or? I what, am. They have to look over it with their team. But mm -hmm. I mean, it really makes me know that the things that I thought were too daunting, I mean, you know, let's be real, it's still daunting, but that I thought were too daunting to even do. Um, mm. I'm seeing that, you know, if you just, how do you eat an elephant, you know, one bite at a time. And mm. I'm seeing that those chunks actually make it doable. I've always looked at people and said, how do they know the legalese of this? How do they have their payment <laughs> structure? How do, how do they keep all of that in one brain? Right? <laughs> even from Google, I'm like, but how do you not get overwhelmed with all the yeah. information that you have to know? But I'm learning, you know, you're right. Even, but what you said about, about Google is true, like being resourceful and just pacing yourself. Yeah, that is, that is a huge thing. Well, congratulations. Thank you. That means that the next one that comes in is going to be superbly easy. Yes. And um, I might have to hire you to write for me because that's not, it's not my favorite thing. Look, I am here for it, but you know, <laughs> let's shout out, you know, chat GPT, but I'm here. <laughs> I'm not in sure. for the clutch. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, good luck. And uh, if the company is listening, if they have some eye spies that are on to coffee and a notepad, please accept the contract. Okay. Say yes to the proposal. Yes. I am yes. rooting for you. Thank you yes. so much, girl. <laughs> Yeah. And so that takes us right into uh, why we are here to talk. Uh, you just launched your business, Nicole Harris Learning Solutions. You Absolutely. are how many days in? Oh, my gosh. I've lost track. I started June 28th, publicly available. So we can mm -hmm. do the math of the audience. Okay. Definitely less than a month. Less oh, than a cool. month in. Yes. yes. So congratulations on the launch. Uh, I got to tune in on your launch video uh, and to, to see your excitement and all the people that were excited around you. And I just want to know, what have you learned from this entire ordeal? So yeah. could you, before you dive into what you've learned, tell us a little bit about Nicole Harris Learning Solutions. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So Nicole Harris Learning Solutions really started because I realized that the thread and everything I loved was learning. There was a long time and I won't you know, get ahead, but there was a long time where I just felt like I didn't understand how to package everything I did. So for instance, um, I was a public school educator for about a decade, but I also had a strong, strong background in the arts and I ran a countywide uh, spoken word literary arts um, thing for youth. And um, I also got into training people in the workplace as well. And so all things learning theory. So I was like, how do I combine community programming, arts, teaching, corporate training. And I felt all, all over the place. And in full transparency, I actually hired a website designer back in 2020 because I got excited mm -hmm. and jazzed. Like, oh, I can do this. I don't know what it is, but I can speak to professionals. I had just <laughs> finished uh, like a little session that I was doing and I got so jazzed up. I was like, I want to go into business, you know, because that's how it happens. You just hire a web designer. <laughs> And when yeah. that man asked me for content, I froze. This man, I paid him. <laughs> I had already given him a tip. And I just disappeared into the sunlight. He's probably told friends that story. Like, <laughs> he paid me and gave me a tip. And she disappeared. <laughs> because I had no real vision. I was like, oh, my gosh. But he doesn't know that he helped me because it yeah. forced me to really get it together. So back to your earlier question and kind of leaning in, I, when I sat down with everything that I do, I looked at it and I said, wait, when I am obviously teaching high school students, that's learning, right? But then I said, I've done professional workshops for best practices for educators and for community leaders. Wait, that's teaching. Oh, when I run these youth programs, um, my students had done two uh, TED Talks, like they were the performers, and I was their performance coach. Like those kids wrote poetry, but they didn't know anything about performing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, this is all instruction. Mm -hmm. And so, and not is it just instruction, it is helping people have a long-term impact. Like when people have gone through my program, they have told me, oh my gosh, I applied your principles and my class is better. Or mm -hmm. now I've been able to audition for this other thing. And I said, oh, I also have results. And I said, mm -hmm. oh, I am, I'm a learning solutions enthusiast. Anywhere learning is needed, I can do it. Even yeah. if I'm the one leading the instruction, I am the one who is doing the handout and not and making sure that it's a handout that actually is based on brain science, like where things are placed and spaced and how they're designed. And mm -hmm. I said, okay, I, I see the thread now. And then I was able to say, I'm a learning solutions enthusiast. And so it's cheesy, but I'm keeping it because that's yeah. really so I that's who I am. And that from there, I was able to really figure that out. So that's what I do. I create learning solutions for corporations, organizations, higher ed institutions and schools and communities. I love that. I love that. And I love that journey of going from like chaos of not like I I know I want to do something, but I have no idea what it is yes. to stepping back and finding that common theme between everything that's um, that you wanted to do, right? Like Absolutely. all these little pieces lend itself to learning and coming out with something at the end, right? Absolutely. And I really yeah. think that a lot of people um, 
think that they're all over the place. Cause that's what I felt. I, I remember telling somebody like the things I'm into and they didn't mean this in any negative way. They were like, Oh, haha, you're all over the place like me. And I was like, I'm all over the place. So, <laughs> I'm going to be all over the place. <laughs> and then when I sat down, I was like, you know, I now have come to believe like it's okay to have two separate distinct loves. That's a human experience as well. Mm -hmm. But I think most of us, if we really sit down with our passions, we'll see a thread of some yeah. sort. Yeah. It sounds like the, before I, I launched my business, um, I was in therapy mm. and still am. Love yeah, her. Absolutely. Can't go anywhere. Um, but one of the things that we had to tackle was kind of sitting back and saying, what are the things that are important to me? Right. And so mm -hmm. you think about all these different relationships and all the things you're doing. Yes. You're like, I don't know. I don't know. And then really honing in that for me, it was being able to be flexible in how I worked. Yes. being able to be creative in in some capacity so how do i get to be creative and then being present for my family right and so yes. for those. me it's not just like the immediate that i live with but those that i include in my circle right so I, I was finding that those things kept coming up those are the things that bring me joy and so using that as a catalyst for also how i was positioning myself in my business, right? That Casey Hall virtual services, I get to be flexible in how I do the work that I love, right? And coming up with creative solutions for different businesses. Like those are like ingrained in my business, but it's, it sounds very similar to your journey, like sitting back and saying, I'm doing all these things. Um, okay, so this is what I mean. And it may not be the language that other people are using, which is, the greatest thing, I think, like it's your business, name it and, and call it whatever you want it to be. Absolutely. And I love what you talked about. I'm, I don't know, when I heard you talk, I was thinking they're the pillars. You talked about flexibility, mm -hmm. spending time with people, being able to be creative. Um, there is a lady uh, named Alicia Perkins, and she talks a lot about, um, not just looking for the money, even though that can be something that's a point that you want or a prestigious title, but what are the opportunities that shape the sort of life you want to actually live? Mm. And I think that that was at the crux of the business model, because the thing mm. is, I didn't want to be a business owner. And some people will say, oh, were mm. you afraid of this? Fear exists in all things, right? Like I, I'm afraid of diving out of a plane, but like, I also don't need to dive out of a plane. So like, yeah, I might've been afraid of some aspects of business, but I don't need quote unquote the business because I still had a job. But where the sticking point was for me was like, I'm not living um, the life that I actually want. When mm -hmm. I came out of public school, one of the things when I was a public school teacher is that my time was not my own. Mm. It just wasn't. And, you know, I'm so grateful that I got an opportunity to serve some amazing kids. Some of them are in their 20s and I still mentor them and all of that. And I always say that piece because I never want, you know, if any of my former students are listening to me, like, we were just this horrible burden to her. It wasn't the kids, it was the system, right? Yeah. And that fosters this environment of like, you have nothing. You're only a good teacher if you give it all. So after I transitioned from that space and I saw the effects on my health and everything, I was like, 
I need time. Like that's yeah. my priority, time and balance. And so even in my new role, definitely way better time. You know, no one emails us after five. You know, we have those clear boundaries when you're on vacation and something breaks, mm -hmm. they're like, oh my gosh, Nicole's on vacation. Like you can't contact Nicole. Like let's figure it out. Love that for them and for me. But I'm realizing that I want the ultimate time. <laughs> like mm -hmm. even, even in a space of great colleagues that respect time, I want ultimate time. You know, I think when we look at people that we consider the top 1% and all those things, we look at millions, we look at hedge funds, we look at all of that. But really, when you're looking at pictures of them on vacation, what we're not factoring in is that they had the time to go. To go, to go <laughs> to on vacation. Go. Exactly, you know? And we're watching you from our desks. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I, I don't, so I don't want to, again, get ahead, but I think that is the, the core of why this business was necessary for me to try at least. Yeah. And, and I think, listen, being able to control your own time is a big deal, but I, thought, I think it's also important to say that you didn't necessarily seek this out, right? So what yes. other factors outside of just saying, okay, yes, teachers get summers off, but I, I need more than that. Right. What other factors led to you deciding to start your own company? Trust. Okay. I have been in companies before teaching and after teaching where, you know, maybe you share an idea or an initiative. And even if you get to execute said idea or initiative, you have people doubting you along the way. It's kind of like approve. Like, we don't know if this is going to work. We don't know if it's going to work. And you're not just being able to create. You're creating with this whisper of doubt um, mm. in the back of your mind. You know, I'll give a really short anecdote. Um, when I was out of college and I had my first like big girl job, I worked for this um, organization and um, they had this volunteer banquet. So it's for every person that volunteers to this particular organization. And it's a big splash. And my only role, other than like doing some light organizing, was to really go on stage and be like the rah-rah person. Like, we love you volunteers, whatever. And the director of this organization sends a coworker to me to say, hey, do you think you're going to be able to do it? Mind you, I was going on stage in like two minutes. Do you think you're going to be able to do it? The director doesn't think you can do it. <laughs> mm. What? Like, what are we doing? And so I was like, okay, cool. I already have a theater background, but I'm really going to show it now. And I went out there and I was just like so extra. I was like, welcome <laughs> volunteers. Like my whole chest was in and I was doing all of that. And that was such a small task, but it was so telling, right? And that is not the first time I could tell you, which I'll spare you those stories now, but I could tell you two or three other instances that were even more recent where right before I'm about to go on stage or to deliver something. And it's, a, oh, can you come to my office? Da, da, da. And then right after whatever presentation or whatever, I don't know why I thought you. Oh, right. And I was like, see, to y'all, that was one moment. You don't even remember you said that to me. For me, I can't operate like that. Like I need to yeah. be able to foster my gifts and to know what I've been given is truly what I've been giving and to be able to confidently oh. walk in that, you know? And I had a uh, book club on LinkedIn 
uh, last year with some amazing um, connections turned friends. And they were like from all over the world, literally Kenya, Indonesia, Australia, like, where did y'all come from? And why do you want to be a part of my book club? Like, who am I? <laughs> and it went off without a hitch. And I did all the logistics for that. I had never met any of these people in my life. And there are people that were like, oh, it's three o'clock in the morning, but I woke up because this is so good. Like, and I was like, wait, no boss or anybody was being afraid and coming behind me for the logistical pieces. And anything mm -hmm. that maybe did struggle or fall off, I was able to rectify quickly, right? Yeah. Everyone who was in the book club, not just the participants, but the people that were helping me told me how great the process was and how appreciated they felt, how organized things were. And I was like, Nicole, like you can trust yourself. So that trust was your that was it. Entrepreneurship helped me trust myself. That That is a big word right there. Because yeah, a lot of times when you are working for other people, it's them dictating. Even if you think you did a good job, it, mm -hmm. is it meeting their standards, right? Is it what they were looking for? Is it you can have all the talents and abilities, but if they don't know how to utilize it or you know, even give you the opportunity to show, you start to question yourself. That is a huge Absolutely. one. Absolutely. So, so 30 days in or getting close to 30 yes. days in, leave it. Um, I'm sure the planning process was a lot longer than these 30 days. Mm -hmm. So what were some of your first steps in structuring your business? Really good uh, targeted question. Um, <laughs> so I'd say that my first step was hiring my business coach. Um, her name is Daphne Valsin. Of course, she didn't ask me to say that, but fellow <laughs> Black entrepreneur. Hi, Daphne. Hey, Daphne. <laughs> um, fellow Black entrepreneur that's really doing a great job. A lot of people call themselves coaches. And, you know, that can be an elusive term. You go to them and they're like, you pay them all this money. They're like, you're great. And you're like, I could have read that in a meme, but okay. <laughs> but I knew left up to me, especially with my former um experience of abandoning the web guy i was like sis sis being me you ain't gonna do nothing without help like you don't actually have to do this you have a nine to five you're not gonna take the extra mile and so i saved up because you know good coaches they cost um mm -hmm. and um booked her and she got me through just in like a few sessions. She had me do a planning and promo document because one of the first issues I was finding is, okay, there are people asking me to do things all the time, but I have nothing in place. Mm -hmm. And I can't even give them a package. Like it's okay that the website's not ready, but I can't even give them like a comprehensive thing of what it is I do. So I mm -hmm. don't even have the sales process down. And I mm -hmm. knew that I needed to learn the sales process because people would come to me and then I would scramble. And then I would say, oh, I don't have anything. I'll just do it for free. It's okay. You know, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so a mess. And so I was like, I need you to help me with sales process, contracts, all of that. And she is a very succinct. She doesn't waste time. She's very organized. So she gave me some templates that, to use. And then I was able to do that. I had homework and you know, it'd have, it was a great accountability structure. She'd check the homework and then we would look and go through it together and she would edit and all these things. And then went went through the sales process with me. Um, I created a form, like things that are just basic that you're like, you're focusing on the other branding and this like, no, like what's the form that people are gonna fill out? In fact, I looked at that form today 
because this was all like over a year ago starting the process. And I was like, mm, that form doesn't actually align. <laughs> like somebody may actually be confused. So I know today one of my duties is going to be updating yeah. the form, you know, or I was looking today and I was like on the website, I said, oh, there's not enough point of contact. There's only like one button mm -hmm. here. They got to find the other button. So all of these things are coming together. But that initial putting together was what is the sales process? Mm -hmm. What is the sales process from start to finish, from discovery call all the way to contract and then delivering um, the actual item, product or service and mm -hmm. seeking a coach? You are speaking my language. <laughs> that is that is my my bread and butter. That is my heart, because I it's true. Sometimes I think we get inspiration from seeing other people, but you're only seeing the outside part. Right. Absolutely. You're seeing the sell their services and then or the results of whatever they've done but there's mm -hmm. so much that happens in the middle um and it's always going to be a little bit of a learning curve and i'm glad you mentioned like going back to your form and saying mm, i can tweak this there's nothing wrong with that right but if you don't right. have anything in the beginning and True. someone comes to you and you're like oh i don't even how how are you scheduling this meeting with me right what yes. what is how, what is the language that I'm going to use in a contract, right? How am I going to follow up if you don't respond back two weeks later? Like, what's your follow-up process, right? Um, so all of those things are things you don't think about and you get overwhelmed by setting it up. So good job, Daphne, for uh, <laughs> for giving you those templates. <laughs> Yeah. Anything else that were like your first to must do's on, on the Absolutely. top? Yeah. So one of the things um, about the templates and everything is that it really helped me set in motion what I am willing to do and what I'm not willing to do. So I'll give an example. I like to help people that I love and care about with resumes. And mm -hmm. so what started to happen is my sister want a resume, my brother want a resume. And I was like, and they'll pay. And I was mm -hmm. like, I mean, I, I love the money, but I'm going to get derailed. Mm -hmm. And so really going back forward again and again to like what I had drawn out was mm -hmm. super important. And, you know, it's interesting now that we're talking, you know, the first steps for the business. Yes, I got the coach and all of that, but I got the coach before the business phase. So I actually realized mm -hmm. I missed the piece. She was my coach just like I want to leave teaching. What am I doing? I don't know. What, where am I going to go? Like she was my coach before that. And I truly can say just the framework. I did this. I don't know what to call it now, but it was like a career pathing thing. And I was like, okay, overarching, what's the industry that I'm in or want to be in? I'm not just a teacher, education management. Okay. What does that look like? There's instructional design. There's director of outreach for like theaters and stuff. Okay. There's trainers and facilitators. What do you need to do? And What's interesting now, I think I'm just coming to this as we're speaking, the do document I made of just like outline what the industry looks like and all the different paths really looks similar to the form I gave my web designer um, mm -hmm. in terms of how we were going to lay out all the services. So it really started with being clear about what industry am I in? Just because you're in a job and you have a title doesn't mean that that's the limit to your industry. Like, you can actually, some people want to pivot completely. I hate this place. Let's go. I'm here for that. You know, do you, but sometimes you're actually in a field that you like, 
but you just not, you haven't explored all the ways that yeah. you can participate in that. And so that really lends itself to creating the business because I got clear about all the directions I could take beyond mm -hmm. just teaching, but remaining in education. And then that expanded to learning. So beyond just the school. That's good. And also recognizing what you didn't want to do, even though you were really Absolutely. good at it. Uh, that scope creep is a real thing. Uh, mm -hmm. And especially I will, I will say in the beginning, wanting to make sure that you're bringing an income of some sort because <laughs> starting a new business is not cheap. Um, there's a lot of financial investment. So if somebody's willing to pay you for something, sometimes oh. you'll be like, do this because I need, oh, but if absolutely. you to take that on, how are you establishing yourself in the realm that you want to be in, right? You're not doing the work you want to do. Um, and you, you're just, if you're taking everything, you're not really uh, specializing in anything. Mm -hmm. Um, and it becomes frustrating because yeah, people are like, what are you actually doing? Exactly. I appreciate that distinction because I wasn't trying to say, and it's important that people hear it like, oh, don't take, you know, sometimes you got to just take what you have. But mm -hmm. the, I was still at a nine to five. So I was mm -hmm. able to leverage that. But absolutely, if I mean, that's at stake, please take those opportunities because they're learning. <laughs> that's a learning journey, too. So, yeah, that's important to say. Yeah. So uh, Miss Daphne was part of your support system. Who else yes. was important to you in launching your business? Yeah, that's a great question because when you talk about what I've learned, I've learned that like people are like here. <laughs> I know that sounds really insane, but even with you, Kiafa, and I keep saying to myself, like, I made this up in my mind. <laughs> like, this is just kind of a flyer. And now people are paying me. <laughs> like, I'm really confused still. Um, and so that doesn't answer the question, but that is a learning, like the real realizing that people are here. So my support system, of course, my mom, um, she's always just like, she just believes that it's going to like, it's going to blow up. It's going to take off. She just knows. My web designer became like sister friend. Mm. Um, she is so long story short, I met homegirl on MySpace <laughs> like 16 years ago. I had an internship at a music record label and she used to make the the covers and the websites for all the artists. And she was just so good. I was like, I'm going to work with her one day. But I put that to the wayside. MySpace died. It was like two decades. But when this happened and I was like, I'm going to really go for it. I was like, yeah, Larissa, I got to go out for her. And the thing about her, when I say she was my support system, because a website is here or there, right? Like if you don't do all the other steps, it doesn't matter if you have a, a great website or not. But what I loved about working with her was that there were several times where I was like, about to repeat it. I'm not even going to lie. I was like, keep the money, sis. You've done a good job. I don't know if I'm going to um, do this. And if we can keep it a milli, if we can keep it a milli, June 28th, the morning of, I said, homegirl, you could extend the little coming soon page because I am not Hey, honey. I am not going to this, this, and this. And she replied in the most gracious way and was like, I hear you, it's your journey, but people need to learn from you. 
And she was like, people need what you can offer. And, you know, and she just like poured life into me. She did that throughout the whole process. Sometimes homegirl ain't here for me. And some people rightfully so would have been like, the cop check say, if I don't hear from you, we closing this up. And mm -hmm. she really like took care in her service delivery. Mm -hmm. um, and she was huge. Cause the thing is though, I had lots of friends who believed in it and they were there for me. I wasn't sharing the process with a lot of people. And it mm -hmm. wasn't even on that, you know, which I think is good advice, but it wasn't even on that. Don't share everything. Cause some people are not rooting for you. It wasn't even on that. It was overwhelming to mm -hmm. tell even the people I love, like all the things I'm doing, like it was just yeah. too overwhelming. So I kept it real close. My business coach knew the things. Um, my mama knew the things. My friend Jesse knew the things and Larissa yeah. knew the things and like maybe three or four others, right? But it was really the people I was working with directly to build the business that became like my support. Yeah, and that, that that's real. I think when you're creating anything, it's your baby, right? And yeah. so there's a, at least for me, I'm extremely private person anyway. Mm -hmm. Like I have been told, girl, we'll talk to you all night and not learn a thing about you. Right. Like, <laughs> so it's it's easy to to touch things or to talk about things that aren't personal to you because now you're vulnerable, right? If this doesn't work out, if something goes wrong, all these people know that it was it was in the works. Um, but it's also good to see that the relationships that you had were beyond just uh, con contractual agreements, right? Yes. And so selecting people, whether that is your web designer or your accountant or whomever, right. that can also step back and see you as a human mm -hmm. and be like, this is not just work. This is something else. Let me give support in another way. And so I, I'm glad you had that. No, I really did. And, you know, it's funny as I'm sitting here, we always do this when people say, who do you want to thank? You know, of course, I'm thinking about 10 other names like, oh, they were supportive <laughs> and they may listen. But, you know, it's not saying that I didn't have personal friends. It's kind of what you just reiterated. The relationships that formed with these people, they were in the trenches with me. We were all building the house together. We were mixing the cement. We were, you know, so my other friends. I don't know if this is an analogy, brought food while we were working on the house. They collabed for me. But there's just something about the people that was like in the trenches um, yeah. actually doing the work directly related to the business. Yeah. And that's kind of what I hope for coffee and a notepad, right? Like, yes, it's great to hear about the journey, but sometimes you just need that person who also just understands yes. to be in the room with you, right? To hear that your experience is not you necessarily unique, like you're all feeling the same thing. We're all going through the same struggles. We all just want to go, you know, let me just shut down this website. Just Look. act like this didn't exist. <laughs> go back to indeed.com or whatever. Look. Look. <laughs> you know, so yeah, to have that community and to know like there's a space for each person that yes. the same people that are, your friend circle doesn't mean that they're bad friends if they Absolutely. don't understand your vision just that's not the role that they need to play in your life and Absolutely. it's good to have a different role for people when it comes to your business Absolutely. yeah so you you got the launch up you uh you had your support system you had a plan after the first website designer um went to the wayside <laughs> tell them run your money back by the way like send an email 
Run that you money. Know, <laughs> I actually sent him an apology for disappearing. Aww. And I, I was like, this man not go answer me. He's not even he's not even in the United States. He in Africa. I forgot what country. Like he's not. And then he because he was so excited and he did it and he replied and he was like, it's all good. And I wish you well. Like, and I was like, oh, I felt full circles. He ain't had to answer. He could have been like, this is cool. <laughs> all right, this person. What mistakes do you think you've made on this journey? Well, that was one. Um okay. and Yes, that was one. Another a mistake I made on this journey is um, so I've have, I'm having my preliminary clients now, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm following the business process that my coach gave me. Look at me, I'm <laughs> great. But of course, a new business is building the plane while it's flying, and so mm-hmm. I've had some initial clients where I had the discovery call, and I said, okay, this looks like they need this level of service. Great start the service and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's taking me so much longer than I anticipated. I could have actually charged this because I'm doing this. And so um, I was talking to somebody about this just yesterday about the intake should probably look like, and I'm, I'm, you know, to your audience, I'm figuring this out as we're talking to Kiafa on Coffee on a Notepad. But what I'm thinking is that after the discovery call, I actually say, I'm going to do the preliminary research, right? Because we like to say, like, we're not going to start any work until we get paid, which I understand. But doing a little bit of it for me, especially like if I'm designing like a product, like speaking and workshopping, like I'm not going to start, you know, building the session unless I get paid, right? Because am I even going to be there? But like PowerPoint or an e-learning course, I do need to build the template and look at some of the content first, because that will give me a gauge. Like if it took me this long to do this tiny beginning intro part then Mm -hmm. replicate that times whatever to get to the end part so i've learned the mistake i made was not doing that first not starting Mm -hmm. a bit of it first to get a real scope of it because it's not the client's fault the client was like what's your rate i'm gonna pay you yeah but i thought i did a good job because i created these levels of like and they're not even paying like the the intro level, like they're paying one of the higher ones, but mm-hmm. it, it could have probably been a little higher. Um, so <laughs> it's taking me a lot more time, but that, hey, you learn. So that's what I'll change. I'll, next time I'm going to dive in the research and the content putting together first so that I can have yeah. a true estimate. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a good lesson. I think we've, we've all been there. The overestimated, underestimated, quoted something and scope. Scope creep is the worst thing ever. Like not being clear about how to be like, this is all I'm doing. This is what yes. we agreed to. This is the time frame. Yes. Um, it it gets the best of us. And I'm gonna tell you, I, you know, almost three years in, um, it still happens, you know. <laughs> and you don't, you just have to figure out how to navigate it. So don't beat yourself up too much. Okay, it's- I'm trying. <laughs> So what's been the most satisfying part of all of this? Yeah. So the most satisfying part of it is when I look at everything that I'm offering, I'm offering those things as an expert and going Mm -hmm. back to that trusting myself, like even the contract that I just submitted, I remember I got an initial call um, from that organization, you know, just asking me more about my terms and 
you know, they wanted to to lowball me a bit. And I did negotiate because it was introductory, but mm -hmm. I still kept it a premium. And mm -hmm. one of the things I saw in myself was that that confidence that I don't always have when you're working for someone else. Right. And mm -hmm. I said, well, I understand that, you know, but the difference between me and X, Y and Z is that I add this to my service and that mm -hmm. I, my training looks like this. And I was just hard and fast. And yeah almost ended up where they just didn't even book at all. And I was going to be okay with that because I knew that as a workshop facilitator or a keynote speaker, I'm not here to rah-rah the audience. And then they walk away with nothing. Like they're going to get handouts and guys that they can use three months later to actually yeah. make what we talked about in the conference happen. And yeah. so I know that other speakers aren't doing that. Even the most dynamic speakers don't have an instructional design component and I do. Mm -hmm. And so that's extra hours. And so I, I kept it at a premium and I'm proud of myself because I see that confidence rising. Like I didn't just put yeah. this together. Like it's actually years of melded experience. Yeah, that's exciting. Once again, please sign the contract guys, if you're listening. <laughs> and so thinking forward, if I was to reach out six months from now, a year from now, what is the thing that you're hoping that you'll be able to be excited about? Ooh. I'm trying. I'm like, hmm, this is going to be out in the airwaves. Should I say this? I'll say it. I'd like the truth. Yeah, I'd like to be part time, you know, because I am in a nine to five. You know, I'm not going to say full on my own, you know, mm -hmm. business, like just full time business, because I know time wise, that's not may not be realistic. Who knows? You know, mm -hmm. we come back on here and be like, girl, who knew <laughs> uh, your podcast is magic, uh, but it's magic anyhow. No, but I, I think part time would be great. Um, or even if just more of my time, you know, if I'm in a situation financially where I can dictate more of how am I handling like the nine to five or, you know, that part of it. Mm -hmm. So I can have more time to be creative because right now it's that big balance between doing your job mm -hmm. and then coming home at night and I'm like, oh, sleep. That was nice. I remember you. Yeah. Um, and so I, I don't want that, even though I know it's a part of it. Balance is my core value, mm -hmm. like in my heart, in my mind. That's like how I live my life. Like that's like I have a list of my five core values and balance is one of them. And when it's off too long, yeah. we got to adjust. So um, that's huge for me. Like I care a lot about the product and the quality service I'm going to be giving people for sure. But I started this to have the life I want. And yeah. that's a life of time. And so that's what I'd be looking for. Yeah. I do want to ask, though. So we have slightly different approaches to how we launched our business. I jumped in the deep end yes. for a lot of yes. reasons, um, but I had to jump in two, two feet in with, yes. you know, very few floaties and not sure if the, the ground was under me. Right. right. You are taking an approach where you are still holding on to your nine to five. Um, and still planning for maybe a slower release of that nine to five experience. Yes. Why, why that decision? It, especially when you're saying like time uh, and more control yes. of your time is really important. Juggling two ventures um, doesn't yes. seem to be the best solution for time. So why that, yeah. why that choice? That's a really great question. Um, I think really, if I can be honest, is 
I don't think people realize how little teachers make, <laughs> especially depending on your your where you live. And so, and the reason why I'm bringing that up is there wasn't a nest egg to even float for a couple of months, mm. you know, like a lot of people who leave the nine to five, it is still a risk and it is still scary. And it, they're still at risk of losing all their resources. So I'm not diminishing that. I mean, obviously that's a scary prospect to be, but there wasn't even a month ahead. There wasn't even, it didn't exist because, you know, I don't think people realize we don't get paid in the summers, you know? So that's two months of no pay. Um, they just kind of give you shoot, little bits yeah. throughout the year. Exactly. So, and then depending on where you live, I live in a place that's one of the lowest paying districts. So it's so hard to create a nest egg with student loans and all of that. So there just wasn't an other option, you know, like some people can say, oh, well, all you have to do is save. How though? Um, so I think that really is it. And, you know, I talked to some of my other teacher friends who've done ventures and there's other people who were able to live with family for a little bit and all of that. And, you know, that's just not everyone's story. So that's really what that is, is I need time to save for the nest egg. You know, now I'm in a job that pays a little bit more, but it still is going to take time to, to go from practically zero yeah. to, you know, having something where I could take more risk. Yeah. I think that's, that's definitely an important point, right? Like, Starting your own, like we said earlier, is not a cheap venture. Um, right. And even if you are, you know, not investing in a website or anything, just registering your business, investing in, Absolutely. you know, individuals to help you with startup, trying different uh, technology and then realizing it doesn't work for you, right? It, like you get past that free trial and you're like, oh, I have to pay for those features. Like, you know, marketing yes. yourself, going, paying yes. for networking events, whatever it is that you're investing, it's not, it's, it's definitely not for the faint of heart, you know? Yes. And even what you brought up, like in my case, I know everyone has their own different funding sources, but for my case, it is my nine to five that funded yeah. everything that I've paid yeah. for, you know, like I wouldn't be able to pay that. Like even, especially one learning is deciding what you were willing to pay for and what you're not willing to pay for. Right. Like my business coach was very strong with me about the fact that all of the processes have to be right. You really don't have to pay a premium on this website. Yeah. She's like, look at mine, like, you know, as long as you have all of these strategies in place. And I said to her, oh, 100%, I actually agree with you. Yeah. The reason why I decided to, even knowing that a website don't mean nothing, mm -hmm. if you ain't, if you don't have the other processes, it don't mean nothing. So I fully believe that the reason why I went that route is because of the time factor. Mm. I knew that like I would to get all of the other backend strategy stuff right and then try to even the most basic site would have taken me a billion years. Mm. So that was like one of those things I've weighed. Like some of the things I've sacrificed, I'm like, okay, there's certain conferences I want to go to. I'm gonna go to them, but I actually think for what I'm trying to do, this business, I'm sorry investing in the website makes sense because it's such a thing where like, what do you do again? Mm -hmm. And so I needed somebody who has like UX design experience because I might've just dumped all of that stuff there. And it looks like, wait, I don't know what goes here and what goes yeah. there, just putting that information. She has the expertise of like, where does your eye track? Like there are certain yeah. features that are on typical websites. And she was like, we're not doing that because what 
all the science says that if they look at this, they won't actually go to sale because she's not just a web designer. She actually has a real estate business as well. So like she came with business acumen. So for me, it's like, I think what people need to learn, it's kind of a segue I know, is what are you willing to invest in? Like, just don't, just don't put your money investing in things because somebody else has it, right? Yes. Like for somebody else, having a premium website doesn't make sense and yeah. you just wasted your money yeah. for your type of service. I always, I ask people, what's the end goal, right? Even if, yeah. as I am thinking through, um, you know, my... What is what do I want them to do on the website with coffee and a notepad, right? What is my end goal? What are the hopes that I have for it? Because when you are choosing to whether you're investing time, money, individuals, if you have a team or you you start your business yes. with a team, what's the goal of investing that resource to come out? Yes. And it may not be something that actualizes immediately, but doing it for the sake of doing it um, mm -hmm. can cost you a lot on the back end. That you can't get back. <laughs> you can't get it back. Like I have, um, if you look on my site, it says shop. It says shop coming soon. And there are items that I'm excited to release. Mm -hmm. But the capital it would take to create those items, mm -hmm. I was like, I don't need to do that in phase one. Mm -hmm. You know, it was going to be super expensive. And I was almost going to hold off mm -hmm. until I had items for the shop. And I was like, like to your point, the end goal are you trying to be a novelty shop like, or whatever shop? Like, are you trying to be a PDF seller? Because that's nice and it's going to be a great compliment, but that's not your yeah. whole goal, Nicole. So tell this vendor, not right now, yeah. focus on the main thing and then you can revisit that. So to your point, absolutely. I think you are coming in and starting out with a lot of wisdom and foresight that I don't know if everyone does. Um, that it seems like you didn't just get it. I mean, you did, but you, you pulled yourself back. You didn't just get excited yes. about the possibility. Yes. Um, yes. You did take the time to be thoughtful. And maybe that's a little bit of your learning background, right? Your, your ability to think things through, see step by step. Um, so kudos to you to be able to say like, okay, what do I actually need? What do I actually have to do? Who do I need around me? What what do I hope to achieve in the next three months, the next six months? How long did it take you from, I have this idea to actual launch? I am pausing because technically the idea was 2020, right? Mm -hmm. But um, of course I put a stop on that. So truly... I would say it was like a year, almost a year and a half. Okay. Good. Well, give yourself a lot of credit because you've done a lot in the planning. Um, so if you could, for someone came to you and said, I'm thinking about starting a business. I'm thinking about taking that leap. What would be your word of advice for them? Um, I would not say... <laughs> Just do it. Don't give up on your dreams. <laughs> yeah, I know that's what people say. That's the first thing. Um, I would say go to Dollar Tree or any dollar store. We're not endorsing. It's not a sponsorship, but go to any store, arts and craft store, buy a big poster paper and physically write all of the pros and cons. And that sounds oddballish. That sounds whatever. 
first of all, physically right, because you don't have any distractions in the digital space. Like you just, it's just you and that blank slate, right? And just, I don't know, a SWOT analysis, the strengths, the weaknesses, the opportunities, the threats, mm -hmm. like what do I want in five years? Like draw some of it, put some of it down. For me, I wish I you know, had, I could show you, like I have tons and tons of papers, just mind dumps. Mm -hmm. And, you know, every time you ask me another question, I'm like, actually, maybe that was the impetus <laughs> and the start of this. But I have just paper upon paper, like just a clump that I just keep, that I just dumped. And every now and then I'll just be like, for the next 30 minutes, now I'm just reading this and seeing if there's more connections yeah. that I've missed. Um, and the reason why I say start there is because one, just sitting with yourself makes you know your why mm -hmm. and what you even want to do. Like clear business decision, decisions, no matter how many amazing blogs or LinkedIn posts you've had, they don't come until you sit with yourself because there's a human behind that LLC or that incorporation. Like there's a human behind that with a family, with hurts, with loves, with triumphs, with sadness, um, happiness. So I would just say sit and, and figure it out. Like it may feel like a waste of time, but I really do feel like the first couple of weeks, if you have that type of time, I know some people don't, but it's just sitting and thinking about what is it, who, I, who am I and what do I bring to said business? You know, and what will I bring to these customers? What human experience do I have that I can bring to those who I serve? Oh, that is wonderful. Well, I am excited. Um, I, I'm sure we will be checking in a lot and to see what happens, not only with this contract, but future ones. Um, I yes, do want to yes. wish you so many congratulations on even stepping out on faith and launching your business. Um, if anybody who is looking for someone to do workshops, trainings, or any other learning solutions, how can they reach out to you? Yeah. So they can reach out to me on www. Wow. I'm old. Um, just Nicole Harris learning solutions.com. Again, that's Nicole Harris learning solutions.com. And I just want to say Kiafa, um, I am so thrilled for you as well. I think that this platform, this coffee and a notepad is going to be the exact thing that someone needs to hear um, in any of the episodes to really find their why. Like you are really walking in your purpose and um, I'm just so excited to be here. So thank you for having me. Oh, thank you, girl. You okay. Well, we're going to end on that note. Thank you so much for being here with us. And guys, I will catch you in the next one. Bye. Uh, Bye. How do you yeah. feel?